with a very special guest today. Coming in from LA, we have Abby Devine. <laughs> Welcome to our Cream Ballet, Abby. Thanks for having me, guys. We're so glad that you're here. Yeah, I'm pumped. Okay, so I've been listening, and clearly I enjoy gabbing. Oh, obviously so uh i told perfect helen fit. yeah i told helen i had to be on she's was, visiting for a while she's here yeah Ooh. i'm in a boot i'm in a foot boot but you know we're so making she, it work you had surgery <laughs> i on had your surgery on my foot, foot right on your what's it called my bunion yeah thanks uh, helen yeah that's the title of she the was, episode yeah. abby's bunion bunionectomy Ooh, is that what it's called Whoa. bunionectomy yeah oh, official mm-hmm mm-hmm no more bunion. No bunion more bunion. No more. Yeah, bunion's gone now. Um, thank God, but I'm still in a boot for another two weeks, so mm. that that sucks. Yeah, can't drive. I drove, but I drove here oh. anyway. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> this was my first time driving since my surgery, and it was so fun. I'm not in any pain, um, but I did take off the boot to drive here. Nice. Your doctor's like, are you wearing your boot? And you're like, yes, absolutely. Literally today. Yes, I was I'm... wearing it all the time. And then you leave. It's <laughs> <laughs> so funny that you said that. Because today she goes, she looks at the bandages because she had to change my stitches. Or take out my stitches, not change it. And she she looks and she goes, are you are you wearing your boot? Oh. Even at home? Oh. I said, yeah. She goes, really? Oh. I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I wear it all the time. She's like, okay. Uh. And gave me the dirtiest look. And I was like, oh, Ooh. she knows. Because it, it looks a little squishy on the bottom. Yeah. The bandages do. So I uh, have a feeling that she knows I'm not wearing it when I walk around the house. <laughs> but I don't need it. I really, I genuinely, if I was in pain, mm-hmm. I would know. And I would know that I would need it. But right. I really don't feel like I need it at all. Um, and unfortunately, I'm stuck in it for two more weeks. But mm-hmm. I'm still going to drive myself around now. Absolutely. So, have you ever driven a car when you're not supposed to be driving a car, Helen? No, I've never been in that situation. I don't think where I wasn't supposed to be driving a car. Okay. When I was in high school, when I had my permit, which is when you're supposed to keep be driving with an adult, yeah. Um, I would, I would get home from school. And I would drive to the tanning salon and back before my dad got home from work. So. He didn't know. <laughs> he never knew. I don't know. Part of me is like, he had to have known. Literally one time it rained and I came, I parked my car back in the garage and it was like wet. Yeah, he had to know. I wiped it down with towels, but he probably knew. He had to know. <laughs> I mean, like, although I, I have so- to go to the tanning salon. <laughs> it was the most important thing in my life was to go tanning. It was like, that's where the cool kids right, are. Right, right. If you're not tan, you're nothing. Yeah. In Winchester Community High School. Yeah. So Winchester community. We were so pale at Bradley Bruny Community School. <laughs> we were just we so damn pale. We had nothing else to do in my town other than tan after school. Yeah. So I mean, we didn't have we much. Didn't <laughs> we just made videos. Yeah, made videos. And um, what else would we do? Go to Panera Bread. We would go to Panera <laughs> I worked Bread. There. I worked at Panera. Honestly, go same to family right house. now in this season of life. Yeah. Panera Bread. Yeah. Why wouldn't you go? Yeah. Some people, have you heard the claims that it's hospital food? Have you heard I that? I have not heard that before, but I'm not surprised. I yeah. don't. Let me just that checks say out. That to you. Do I disagree? No. <laughs> no. But do I still enjoy it? Yes. The thing is, like, it's a drive through where there's, like, semi healthy or, like, just uh-huh. meals that aren't, like, burgers and fries. Right. So I'm like, great. Glad we have this option available. But is it. Kind of sometimes cardboardy, yes. Yeah. Yes, I will say, yeah. Sometimes yeah. the mac and cheese is cold. Right. And right. the sandwich is cardboard. Yeah. But we love her. And we love her. And we'll, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to stick beside her. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'll stick beside her. Wow. I had never, like, now that you say those two things, it's like, that's yeah. the same. Like, how people say, like, Thursday and 7 or like the yes. same thing. Yes. <laughs> you know, it's like hospital food in Panera. The same what? thing. Thursday and seven. Wait, let me think of something else. Um, how I think of like six as like a soccer ball. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Like, I've never right. heard anyone say that before, but I you know agree what I mean? with it. That's correct. Yes. Like, think about my dad. Okay, my dad, he's like, 
he's like a seven. Right. He'd be like a seven. seven. Not like, not saying I'm ranking him or anything, but like when you think of the number seven, he's similar to my dad for some reason. <laughs> right. Like he's maybe it's tall, the stature. Yeah. Right. <laughs> it's like his stature or something. Yeah. That's, oh my gosh. Wow. Mm-hmm. That's really opened my eyes. Yeah. Also, Thursday is brown. Thursday is brown. Sure. Mm-hmm. Or like math is red. Okay. You know? Yeah. I never thought about that, but yeah. Yeah. I can agree with that. I agree. I agree. Math is red because I hate math. Math is red. Sure. Yeah. Makes me angry. I see red. Red. Hello. Math. English is blue. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Science is green, obviously. Mm-hmm. Science uh, is green. I was going to say mm-hmm. science is Major green. Major duh. History is black. <gasps> oh. What about black and white? <laughs> <laughs> it's in grayscale. It's in grayscale. <laughs> Grayscale, yeah. <laughs> Wait, where did we go? Where did we come from? <laughs> oh, high school, Panera, that's what we would do. So, Abby and I, our history, we met in high school. We did. Freshman year of high school. Yes. Yes. We met um, through Maddie because I knew Maddie from biology class. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's bring it on back to the Evan episode. Yeah, the famed, mm-hmm. the famed biology class where yeah. Abby and Maddie and Evan were all in that class. And that's where Maddie and Abby met. And that was freshman year bio. And then Maddie and I had obviously been friends since the womb. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. So... <laughs> Maddie and I had a class before that, too, that was the same. So our last two periods of the day... Oh, okay. were together so we would walk from i think spanish i think it was spanish with sigma with sigma yeah shout out to sigma shout out he's definitely <laughs> listening yeah. i bet he listens to this it was um, like this like blonde man spanish teacher like think of like almost evan like long blonde hair like if, a surfer dude yeah, yeah. if evan was like kind of like took a... two different turns in his life yeah became a teacher it would be evan at school yeah okay yeah okay kind of so like interesting. trigger warning like a weston edwards kind of looking person or well yeah but i mean a blonde man with long hair i guess that's who but, comes to mind for me yeah but I mean, and we it's don't, built we don't like wanna, a tank yeah but we don't want to associate like he was like a yeah like a kind of built dude he was very like surfer vibes like he'd like push his hair back a lot yeah and would tell us about how he would like he was in like I don't even Costa Rica for oh, a year. Yeah. You know, like classic Spanish teacher and Spanish high teacher who's just a very white dude. Yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah. great. Anyway, funny. So but. we would walk to class together to biology, and that's where we met Evan. Yeah. And then <laughs> so then one day, it was a half day. And Maddie and Helen invite me over <laughs> to Maddie's house, where they have turned Maddie's grandpa's car suburban to be suburban exact. into what did we call it? Like the sanctuary. The sanctuary. Ooh. So there were pillows in there. They had laptops like going. We, with yeah, we like put the seats down and like made it into like a hangout spot. That's kind of amazing. In it her was, parents' driveway. Yes, in in her parents' wow. driveway, in her grandpa's suburban. Um, and they, Maddie called me and she just asked me if I wanted to come over that day. And so I called my parents. and was like, Hey, so I my I have these two people. Uh, uh, inviting me over as two girls can I can I go and they were like who is it I was like oh Maddie and Helen and they were like mm, I don't know them and I was like okay but can I still go over and they were like fine so I think I had my grandma drive me mm. after school and we made it we meet up there and um, they're like come in they open the car door and ask me to come into the car and that's what? where we were hanging out what in the world? Yeah. That was our first hangout. I think there was a bug that we killed, like yep. some, some wild adventures. And from then on, we were friends. Yeah, That's I don't a great know. way to start a friendship. It yeah. was. Like, it we was. then auditioned, I don't know if it was before that or after, but we auditioned for the musical together yeah. and auditioned for stuff together. So we did, we were in a theater. Um, but then we just started hanging out all the time, like the three of us. Mm. Constantly. And then Elena. And then, mm-hmm. yeah, it's just been been there ever since you know been there ever since we just did everything we did everything together yeah Yeah. we did we did a lot of a lot of stupid stuff together but it was fun Mm -hmm. nothing nothing bad 
Never anything bad. Never anything bad. No, we were pretty, I, I mean, at least Helen and I would say we were pretty squares. We were pretty much Especially squares. Especially at that time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Pretty much squares. I, I think the craziest thing we ever did was like when we would drive to Diversitech and just drive around. Yeah. <laughs> yep. What is Diversitech? <gasps> do, do, do. Do. Uh, <laughs> it's like, you've probably been there maybe. It's out like by Mantino. If you like, you take the country to get there and it's an old. It, do you know where the veterans home is in Mantino? No. Okay. So it's kind of on the back. Okay. Like Mantino. Yeah. Everyone visualize this. You're driving down Route 50. Okay, so now you're on Route 50, and you take a right turn down a random country road, yeah. and you keep going, and then you get to a stop sign on that random country road that I don't know the name of, and then you take a left, and you're at the Veterans Home. But half of it is Diversitech, which the whole facility... <laughs> the whole facility was... The Mantino Mental Institution. Oh, mental Health Institution. Okay. Way back in the day. Way back. Way, way yeah, back. Okay. When weird things happened at weird, those kind of Yeah, like when women were lobotomized. Whoa. Um, anywho's. So high school Different students time. liked to go there. So um, there were tunnels underground there where yes, like you know, it was stop. like a lot of people would go and like walk around there and like things were left as they were. So, Everything was abandoned. Oh, so it was people would do that. I never went in the tunnels, but we would often drive there just because yeah. like it was spooky vibes like yeah. Yeah. to go there because there's also like it's in the middle of like a random neighborhood dropped in the country with like weird cookie cutter houses and one way streets. Yeah. And yeah. so if you're just like in a mood to do something like spooky, it just feels and weird. It yeah. was it was cool I think at the time because a lot of those buildings were abandoned and left as is and they started to in high school was like when they started to tear those buildings down Mm -hmm. and build a random neighborhood yeah so they built this neighborhood on top of all of this all these tunnels and all these old buildings and like grounds it was really interesting so when we would drive around it was cool to like walk in or walk around the grounds and Mm -hmm. You'd get freaked out. So it was just like, right. I don't know, something yeah. fun to do. That's um, what we did. Interesting. In and then we'd scream and then we'd be like, let's go back. <laughs> There's a lady. <gasps> oh my God. There yeah, was a hitchhiker. Had, there was a oh. hitchhiker and we on the side of the road. It was like past Walmart. Yeah. And we see this person, but out of nowhere, like walk out of the cornfield. And we were on our way oh. for these excursions. I think Maddie Blue's stop sign. She like, did. We went straight. Was we were horrifying. like, we were like, all like, of us just like screaming. <laughs> truly, truly chaos. Because in our head, we like they're gonna hurt us. They're gonna kill us. Yeah. It was probably a prank. It was probably sure. a joke, or they were filming a video or something silly. But she was dressed up like a little girl. Yeah. Oh, I vividly remember that. Creepy. It was an adult woman with pigtails and a dress on. Yeah. And we were like what and she was like too far out i mean i understand maybe being if it was a real hitchhiker being in front of walmart and trying to hitchhike yeah right she was like all the way out the country yeah yeah we were we had just passed walmart so she would have had to walk for a while and she came like out into the road yeah get our attention we freaked out this just like oh absolutely just like a movie though like thinking back on it like that is such like a high school teenage girls we're driving to this spooky place hitchhiker we all scream at the same time we blow a stop sign yes just like stupid it was stupid but it was fun and then we had to turn around and do some stuff we had to go back to maddie's mom's house because i had to poop (laughs) (laughs) so we turned back around she went poop and then we went back. Oh yeah. my gosh. <laughs> it was a whole night. That was a good night. That was a great night. That was a great night. And then a big sleepover afterwards. Mm-hmm. So. so anyway, we did a lot of sleepovers, a lot of that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. A lot of driving around to go get frozen yogurt. Oh, fun. Um, unfortunately, the Mantino frozen yogurt place. Close. So we your to go house. To- your mm-hmm. yogurts. I yogurts. think that's what it's called. Yeah. So then we would go to Frankfurt a lot. We'd go to, we'd drive all the way to Frankfurt to get sweet frog. Was that song... We would listen to that song. It was like, four girls in a blue Mustang. Yeah. Because yep. <laughs> we would drive my car. We would drive Helen's blue Mustang. Yeah. Good times. Anyway, Aww. so that's how we met. Yeah. And we've been close ever since. Mm-hmm. And so tell us about, like, 
like after high school, like what your path's yeah. been. So I ended up going to Col no, okay, let me whoa, let me really back mm-hmm. up. I ended up going to Bradley University for my first semester of college. I am not a Greek life person. Um, I didn't fit in with that crowd. I wasn't very comfortable. I also didn't really know what I wanted to do with my life. So my major was graphic design at the time. And I was uh, not feeling it. I was definitely not feeling it. So I moved back from Peoria to Kankakee. I ended up just studying art at KCC for a semester and a half, like the spring semester and summer semester. Ended up moving to Chicago and I attended Columbia College Chicago for a little bit. And then I stopped going to school. Um, And soon after I ended up with, I met my boyfriend in college. So he studied film um, and was going to move to LA. And I was like, why the hell not? I'm gonna move to LA because it seemed fun Mm -hmm. and and it is. So we moved to LA together. Actually, we moved to Sacramento together because it was in 2020 and the pandemic was roaring. Drew has family, my boyfriend Drew. Uh, Drew has family in San Francisco. His sister's in San Francisco. He has an aunt and uncle in Sonoma County. And then my dad was living in Ukiah, California, which is like all the way up in Northern California. Tiny, tiny town. So we stayed with him for a month and then ended up getting an apartment in Sacramento because it was the most affordable. There were no jobs in LA at that time. Fast forward to 2021, we're in the summer of 2021, and Drew just got done with an internship. He offers up his services to the same internship and was like, hey, I'm available to work. And they called him back and they were like, yeah, I love your stuff. Can you be here on Monday? So he moves to LA from Sacramento over a weekend, just packs a couple bags and flies down there. And not that far of a flight, but you know, it, he had to go. Cause I was like, you, like, you can't pass up an opportunity like that. Mm-hmm. So I knew he was gonna have to go. And I said, great, we're gonna make it at work. If I have to stay here till the end of our lease, we'll mm-hmm. do that, but I'm not worried about it. He moves. I drive down with my our dog scout in we have like just a little bit packed here and there and I drive down from Sacramento to LA and Drew is staying with some of our friends who already were in LA um and we find an apartment within two weeks wow we our other landlord in Sacramento said you could break it it's fine whatever he ended up renting it out the next month. So it worked out for everybody. Um, and we've been in LA ever since. So that was summer of 2021, July of 2021. And I had no job, no, mm-hmm. no job, no prospects. Didn't know what I wanted to do. Um, previously in Sacramento, I worked for a flower shop and I really mm-hmm. loved that. Really loved floral design. So it was, you know, decent money, but I need to be making a lot more money Hmm. in LA to afford that lifestyle. So, uh, I met a friend of a friend, I guess you would say her name was Kaylee and she got me a job on set. My first job ever on set was baking it (laughs) for, for NBC. And I was a talent wrangler. Never, ever have I been on set like that. Obviously. Uh, I've worked some student sets, but I was so brand new to all of that. Mm-hmm. So I ended up working on baking it. It was great. I loved that experience. It was like a four-week hmm. run. So mm-hmm. we were there for four weeks, and I got I learned the most I've for, from any mm-hmm. job. I've learned the most from that one. I think the first one, you just soak it all in. You're a sponge, and you have to be willing to ask questions and learn, and I did just that. And I worked with an incredible team on that one. And luckily that team brought me on to more stuff hmm. uh, as talent wrangler. And then Drew's company eventually um, hired me as a PA for their documentary. Mm. They primarily focus on documentaries right now. They do other scripted stuff, but documentaries are cost effective right now. Mm-hmm. Just there's so much going on. Um, so we've been doing documentaries with them and they hired me after uh, being a PA for them. They hired me as an office manager. Mm-hmm. From an office manager, I moved up to a production coordinator, and I assist the producers of the company. So, it's fun. It is a, <laughs> it's a lot of paperwork. Mm-hmm. Um, I miss being on set. 
I worked some really cool jobs. Um, and I think I miss the go, go, go of mm-hmm. set life. Mm-hmm. But I do appreciate the steady and constant work. So I'm very pleased with how far I've come mm-hmm. um, from like crying and sobbing at <laughs> not having a money, any money and not having a job or prospects and mm-hmm. not knowing anybody to being able to be in this position. I've come so far in like a year and a half, two years. Mm-hmm. So cool. I'm very thankful. Um, and yeah, we moved apartments already. So I moved out of our first apartment in LA and already into our second apartment, which is lovely. Mm-hmm. Just a beautiful experience to live in a place where I feel welcomed because nice. our previous, our first apartment was really, really bad. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, we just had to find a place. Yeah. So we, we did it pretty fast, but our neighbors, man, mm-hmm. you never know with apartments. Yeah. You really, really never know. Um, yeah, it was just so rough. And now we're in this beautiful apartment and it's just me and our upstairs neighbor, Tina. Shout out to <laughs> Tina. Tina's lived in LA since the 80s. Wow. And in that apartment specifically since the 80s. Oh my gosh. So she has the whole upstairs. It's an old craftsman style house that was converted into three different apartments. Hmm. And so we have the, the bottom floor and she has the top floor. And then the we have one of the bottom floor apartments. And the other bottom floor is our landlord. He lives on the property, but he never does. He never uses it very often because mm. he has um, another property that he actually <laughs> sleeps at. So he just has family come and stay there sometimes. Mm. So really, it's just us and Tina, and she is incredible. She is a hairstylist and has been a hairstylist since the '80s, and like has incredible clients in Beverly Hills. Wow. Uh, she's retired now, but she still takes clients up in her apartment. She we has, need like, a Tina to write a book. Yeah, she, she needs to tell I, Okay, so one day Drew and I were watching <laughs> uh, Nightmare Before Christmas, probably around Halloween time. And we had just moved in. And she, our, we have a little porch. It's a shared porch in the front. But, you know, we leave our door open. We have a screen. So mm-hmm. Scout likes to look out the door. And then Tina will come down and let her dog out. So... We, we chit-chat through the door a lot. And she goes, oh, Nightmare Before Christmas. And we're just sitting on the couch. She goes, my client's in that. Um, and we were like, Ooh. yeah, we were like, who's, <laughs> who's your client? And she goes, Danny Elfman. Oh, my gosh. And we were Straight like, up. Uh, Tina, what? <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, yeah, anyways. <laughs> just the stories Tina, Tina could tell. Tina is the best. She is so funny. She loves Scout. She has a little dog that looks very similar to Scout. Mm. She's like truly the funniest person. She's very blunt too. So if she sees something, like one night we saw raccoons in the front yard and they took a poop right in <laughs> the middle of the front yard. And Tina knocked on our door and was like, Did you see this? Are you. <laughs> expletive kidding me <laughs> in our right here and they just all they did was hop the fence take a poop in our yard and walk out <laughs> like they didn't do anything they didn't rummage through anything they just we have cameras so we got to watch it all <laughs> all that's all they did that's right oh in the front God. yard <laughs> she's so funny shout out to tina that's and awesome. subsequently like living in la i've met so many amazing people and a lot of the friendships that i had in college i know a lot of people from college that live there now there's kind of a a program if you will so Mm -hmm. you do the film program or television program at columbia and you end up um, moving doing a semester in la yeah so a lot of people i know from college are out there and a lot of friendships i've had have grown so much stronger that i'm very thankful for um college was hard college was really hard so that I feel a rebirth mm-hmm. coming to a new city and having stronger friendships with people. Mm. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I love LA. That, that's interesting because I was always like really, I guess I admired your friendships in Chicago because you just mm-hmm. like, you lived with a huge group of people and yep. I felt like you always just had people there and were yeah. always doing fun things. And so I was like, that's so fun. Mm-hmm. I would love that. But I mean, I did. I always had a we I lived with five people. So mm-hmm. there were five of us in a three bedroom apartment. I lived with Drew. Mm-hmm. So it was Drew and I to a room and then I had roommates Tommy and Joe to another room. And then Jenna, who I lives in LA with us now. She doesn't live with us, but she lives there. Mm-hmm. Um and she 
was going to do the semester in LA program with Drew. So I knew for sure that like I had people out there when mm-hmm. I was going to move out there. The hard part about college was I was so unsure of myself. I mm-hmm. so didn't know what I wanted. I still don't really know. Like who, who really can be sure about all of this? It was so complicated and I felt I had a lot of mental health crisis in college and I just didn't feel like sure of myself. Mm-hmm. So living with a bunch of people, artists specifically, who are like creative and amazing, I felt a little isolated, mm-hmm. not by their rule. They did mm-hmm. not do that to me. I did it to myself. I totally isolated myself, which in retrospect, I was going through something. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I was totally going through something. So moving, I also think I thrive with alone time. Yeah. I really, really, really thrive with alone time. And living with five people, being around your friends all the time. You're not going to be the best version of yourself. So hard. So hard. I needed alone time. And with, like, Helen and my parents and my family being so close, I felt like, why am I in Chicago when I could Mm -hmm. just go Mm -hmm. live at home and live rent-free, you know? So I so often questioned my decisions um, now I wouldn't trade it for the world, you know, yeah, obviously right. I, they made me who I am today. So I'm very thankful, but it was, man, that was tough. That you was know, really tough. I've kind of been thinking about this lately because, okay. So high school, traditionally four years, yeah. you know, you have like this four year chunk of high school, mm-hmm. college. Traditionally, you have this four year chunk of college, like these yeah. four years of you're out of your house for the first time, usually, like you said, kind of just discovering who you are as a person, what makes you tick, like what you're passionate about, all of that. And we are kind of rounding out this fourth four-year chunk. Oh my gosh. You know, like we are about to finish. scared. Yeah? (laughs) I don't know. I feel old. (laughs) I don't know. I feel like, I don't know. Like about like... I feel a sense of peace. I do too. I've been reflecting on this a lot because I'm about to turn 26 and Mm -hmm. what is today? Tuesday? Mm -hmm. In a week. Mm -hmm. My birthday is one week. I'm about to turn 26. Um, And man, I was, if you would have asked me three years ago what 26 would be like, I would have been like, I can't even picture it. Like I would have been, I'm financially secure. I know what I want in my life and I'm I'm doing this and I'm doing that. Overall, I'm doing very well for myself. However, I'm not anywhere near where I wanted to be. But I feel like my brain is done cooking. Yeah. I Isn't that don't crazy? Yeah. know how to describe it. I've talked about this with some other friends who are younger than me. They're about a year yes. younger than me yeah. or two years younger than me. And I'm like, there is a sense of peace that comes with 25. And then coming up on 26, I just don't feel so harsh on myself. Like it's I so just... funny. I was I was watching a TikTok and it was of course it's tailored for me because it's my algorithm, but it was like when you're 20, I think they said they were a 27-year-old working with 22 and 23-year-olds and yep. you don't realize the whole like your brain isn't done developing until you're 25, until you're 26 or 27 talking to 22 yeah. and 23-year-olds and you're like, "Oh, I guess I kind of get it now." And I guess yeah. The four-year chunks kind of, like, mathematically feels like it sits well in my brain because you go, like, okay, 18 to 22, 22 to 26, yeah. and then the next four, 22, 26 to 30. Right. You know, like, those those yeah. four-year chunks kind of just, like, I don't know, it scratches something in my brain that, like, feels good, you know? It's, so That is a great way to put it. And I, I guess I didn't know. I kept describing it to myself. Who am I? I'm talking <laughs> to myself. Like, when I think about these things, I don't. I don't really say them out loud very often, but in my head, I was thinking about it like I'm getting over the hump of your early 20s. Yeah. Sure. Getting over the hump of your early 20s, which, oh my gosh, I do feel old. I know. <laughs> yeah. Like that is crazy. Sometimes I To be still closer feel to like 30 than 20. Yeah. yeah. That. <sighs> um, but I feel this sense of peace. I don't yeah. know how else to describe it. It feels so good to. Yeah. Man, my early 20s were hard. That was so hard. It is so hard. I mean, you still don't know who you are. Right. You go through school. You try to figure it out. But you have to act like you have it all figured out. You know, you're being treated as an adult. You're older than 18 at that point. Like, like there are certain things that you have to just kind of fake it till you make it. Absolutely. But that is kind of... 
way more challenging than you realize in the moment. When you're looking back at it is when you can realize, exactly. oh my gosh, right. wow. But exactly. what's nice about coming out of that is like when you're in those, like in that like four-year chunk, people are always asking you like, you're in school, how's it going? Right. What do you want right. to do? How's that? And people kind of just not stop asking you, but kind like of. kind of, you kind of just it's move true. to a place where you're just doing your thing. It's and true. I think that's really healthy. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, that's you can a just kind of get in your own groove a mm-hmm. little bit without so many external pressures yeah. of like, what's next for you? It's like, this is the next. This is I'm it. living it. Yeah. I'm living the next. I find that so interesting. I've always said this. I always had a hard time picking what I wanted to do with the rest of my life. And at this point in my life, there is nothing that I specifically want to do with my life. Mm-hmm. I do hey. cool things. I'm very thankful mm-hmm. that I get to do cool things. And that is enough for me. Mm-hmm. I have said this a million times. We're like, that is what is your me. career goal? I'm like, <laughs> to have enough money to have my house. Yeah. To, you know, like to right. to live and yeah. enjoy myself. And, I'd, you know, I'd like to be happy in whatever I'm doing, you know, for a career. But, right. like, aside from that, like, I don't have wild... Hmm. things I'd like to do other than just be happy and have fun and Mm -hmm. chill and grill (laughs) chill and grill that's like Miss Dairy Queen exactly that's what I said yeah I told I said in like we still need to go I said in like the last episode that that's my goal those are my goals for the summer yeah are just to chill and to grill oh my gosh Druga just got a grill so that's exactly what we've been talking about we decked out we have a little patio outside of our apartment he got it all set up while I was gone while I've been gone and he's gonna he busted out the little flat top George Foreman we're gonna grill you better this is 26 this I was about to say, title of the episode, this is 26, chilling and grilling. Chilling and grilling and simply vibing. Simply, simply vibing. vibing. I need immaculate vibes from everybody in the room. And if I'm not picking it up... <laughs> Are the immaculate vibes in the room with us? Yeah. <laughs> Hello? I actually feel them. I feel like no, they're, they're here. here. They're, they're here. absolutely here. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Oh, wow. It's so fascinating. I'm also just thinking about myself personally. Each of my four-year chunks... I've had a graduation. Like, I'm graduating with my MBA yeah. at the end of this month. Or May 6th. Thank you so much. Oh, yeah. You're so close. I know. Well, I mean, you're done, right? With I'm done. Work, finished my assignments and everything. You so. just have to go walk across a little, that stage. It's kind of, there is something therapeutic to, like, graduating and, like, closing the books on yeah. something, you know? Or, like, Absolutely. getting a new job or getting a new, like, yeah. new place. Mm-hmm. It's, like, those things, like... They are like big milestones and they feel nice to just kind of like, yeah. like, okay, we're entering into a new stage of life. It's so exciting. I mm-hmm. just think I I love change. As much as I get comfortable, that's when the stress, I think, starts. When I get mm-hmm. a little too comfortable. Mm-hmm. Shake I it up. Change is the best thing for me personally, not for everybody, mm-hmm. but changing it up, like changing apartments. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. Yeah. My mood yes. immediately. Or change your hair. Change or your hair. Like... I just got you a new bag. You can change your hair. You yes. can change your clothes. Yes, exactly. I got a new purse. I changed purses. Oh, I'm a different what person. I'm, I'm a yeah. different person. I there is something about even painting your walls. Right. Mm-hmm. I painted. We we've never painted an apartment, and it's renter. So you're a lot of our friends are kind of like, why are you gonna paint a renter like a rental? You know. There's something so freeing about being like, I'm gonna have to paint this back when we mm-hmm. decide to move out. But for right now, live it this up. This room is yellow. Right. Yeah. This room is yellow. This room is blue. This room is green. Right. And that's how I like it. Mm-hmm. And if I decide to change it in six months, then okay. So be it. It's I'm, paint. It's paint. Right. It'll come back. Yeah. Or it'll go it'll yeah. go back. Whatever yeah. you say. You, you know. can make it go back. You can make <laughs> it go back. That's what I'm saying. So change is great. I yeah. think change keeps you on your toes, and I'm. I love closing chapters. Mm. I love being like, I'm done with that. Yeah. yeah. I don't like that book. I don't I'm like that. that. <laughs> I, I'm kind of excited because I hadn't really thought about very much about how this is the fourth year after yeah. graduating college, but like that makes me feel excited because I'm I like, know. oh yeah. So what is what is in the next chapter? And it can be a new start. Yeah. Right. Just feeling like that feeling of a new start, even though like nothing big has happened to me this year or is going to right it's kind of exciting yeah it's exciting and i i so often people say any day you can make a change you know what i mean mm-hmm. any day any day could be you know the day you change up mm-hmm. your routine or whatever 
But having the milestone, like yeah. having the real feet, like mm-hmm. that is so important to me. I can't feel yeah. like I'm changing anything if I don't close like a chapter or if I'm like, I'm actually changing this. It has to be something that mm-hmm. I really mindfully choose. I can't just like wake up tomorrow and be like, I'm going to drink 64 ounces of water. I have to really think about it. Yeah, we try sometimes. I, I, it's hard. Don't that always is hard. do it. I don't, I've been trying to, and um, I think it like maybe, maybe thirty two. <laughs> maybe one bottle of water in there. <laughs> a couple bottles of water. No, I've been trying to be really, really good about it. But really, you should be drinking like eighty something ounces of water. It's like a gallon. Is like oh wait, how much is a gallon? One hundred thirty. Is that what Austin? One twenty eight. One twenty eight. That no. Okay, so while we're talking, I'm thinking about a TikTok that I sent you a while back, probably months ago at this mm-hmm. point. And it is this girl talking about the idea of sunset seasons, you know, and so like different stages of life are a sunset season. So like the end of high school or the end of college, or it's like if we're talking in these four year chunks, like the end of the sunset season of mm-hmm. these four years. And she talks about you need kind of three different elements in the sunset season. So the first is ritual. So like rituals being like graduating, walking across the stage or whatever, or giving birth or getting married or whatever that kind of thing is. The second is reflection. So like writing things down, reflecting on like things that were important to you, what you learned over that time. And then preparation was the third one. So like writing letters to your future self or reading books about this next season of life that you're entering or something. And so I just think that's kind of a, I don't know. It's like, we don't, this is great. Like this conversation we're having of like reflecting over college or like you did reflecting over high school Mm -hmm. or like reflecting over these last four years of like, okay, what have these really meant to me and where did I start and where am I now? And then also like anticipating and preparing for the future. I'm like, what does that really look like? You know, when we aren't a hundred percent sure what that looks like. So I am trying so hard to get better at reflection. Mm-hmm. I think reflection is the toughest part. Um, reflecting on college specifically or my time in Chicago. Because mm-hmm. I wasn't in college the whole time I was there. But I was going to school sometimes. And I was my friends were going to school. And that feeling of like not doing something right. Feeling like I was doing something wrong. Um, it was tough and it took me a long time. I probably haven't fully processed it until mm. now. And it's mm-hmm. been two, two and a half, three years since I left Chicago. And mm-hmm. that's crazy to think about. But time away is the perfect reflection time. Mm. Just stepping away that's and great. being yeah. able to think back on like, okay, I could have handled that situation differently. Right. Or why didn't this friendship work out? Why mm-hmm. do I feel a certain way about this person? Yeah. Why am I feeling a certain way about Chicago specifically? Sometimes I get so sentimental about Chicago and mm. so... I don't know how to describe it. I just... Not that I want to move back there, but that I wish I would have soaked it up a little bit more. Sure. So... But I don't I don't regret it. You know, I don't regret anything. I try not to regret the things I re- well I do regret some stuff <laughs> but you know like I don't I don't regret my time there mm-hmm. um, I think I could have soaked it in a little bit more but there's something so special about stepping away for a while and being able to say yes damn that's that was a yeah. good even time. if it's just in time like stepping away like even now after these four years thinking about college mm-hmm. is crazy because it does feel like this like golden years of like fun and like how I'm like oh man I wish I could just live one day with the zero cares that I had during college, you know, and like you don't, right when you graduate, you don't necessarily feel that right away. No, I think sometimes it takes a whole season to then think about it and be like, oh yeah, this and that. Right. Yeah. It's like, I I think if I could have been better about like reflecting sooner to when things actually happened, I could have had some better closure. And like, I think and think of people in my life who in their whatever sunset seasons Mm -hmm. of life, they're just like harboring a lot of bitterness in it probably because like okay maybe like you mentioned a friendship doesn't work out or a job opportunity fell through or something like that and like they're just hanging on to this bitterness because there's so much emotions tied to growing up and and like entering into a new chapter and if you're not reflecting and preparing for what comes next 
I think the natural default, like what feels safest to us is to turn it into bitterness of like, oh, well, I didn't really enjoy that anyway. So like, I'm just going to move on to something new. You close it so fast. You close that chapter so fast. Too fast. Too yeah. fast. Yeah. And yeah. I think about that too, especially with relationships, especially mm. with friendships where I don't feel satisfied with the way it ended. Yeah. So I just quickly try to move past it, mm-hmm. but you're still not over it. Shove you're it down. S- you yeah. still don't feel that closure that you need. Um, and that could go for any event, you know, like you said, a job interview or a a job that you loved or a move, like Mm -hmm. thinking about, oh, I could have moved to, so wherever at this point in my life and I didn't and whatever, it wasn't supposed to happen. So I'm going to close that chapter really fast Mm -hmm. and just be done with it. Yeah. But man, I think that this has been an interesting season of life to reflect just on like myself, like in, Mm -hmm. on how I perceive myself and things mm. like that. I would think I was telling this yeah. to Ken's like last week. I was like, I think that for a long time I have thought that I am more stubborn or more sassy or like whatever <laughs> yeah. than I am. Like, I think that, I don't know, a lot of your life you go like people telling you like, oh, well, Helen, she's always stubborn or yeah. this a and that. Spitfire. Exactly. Like your, <laughs> especially like your family and parents right. and stuff oh saying gosh, like, yeah. Oh, she always needs to have her way. This or that. And like lately I've been like, I am not like that at yeah. all. Like what I think, especially seeing it at work, because I'm like, I was thinking, I was like, at work, like, I just am totally like, whatever works, yeah, let's just do it. Like yeah. whatever it is. And not in like a totally passive way, but just to like I've noticed that and I'm like, that's really weird because You go with the flow. Yeah, but I'm like, I always would have never have classified myself as that um but you believed that about yourself right but now that I'm and then we were having like a discussion in like a group chat I think with Ken's Kelsey and Haley and Haley sent this picture (laughs) and it was like I'm gonna say something if you don't I will and And then then it's like like, be nice be nice don't say it I wouldn't say anything yeah and so Haley labeled herself as like I'm gonna say it and then Ken's as I would say something and then me and Kels, like, together as, like, just be nice. You don't need to say anything. And at first I was, like, that's not what I'm like. Yeah. And then I was, like, actually, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> actually, yeah, I guess. I know. It's, like, <laughs> I don't know. I feel like we sometimes, like, create these, like, caricatures of ourselves and put our, put like, when, I think when we think that we're giving ourselves these, like, firm adjectives about who we are, I am like this or I am like this. Right. We think that we are like doing something good by like mm-hmm. label labeling ourselves and like figuring out who we are but actually it kind of puts us in this box mm-hmm. of like oh I can't be anything but fierce or I can't be anything but you know yeah opinionated right. but it's like no actually we are very multifaceted individuals well that's how I feel with careers and yeah. like job choices I I love love doing producing I love producing I love that aspect I like being on set I think it's fun it's engaging but on the flip side I also love to stay at home and crochet I'm Mm -hmm. a very creative person and so there's nothing in my life that I feel I could specifically pinpoint and be like at this point I'm gonna be here because I want to make career moves and Mm -hmm. money goals which is great if that is who you are I think that's awesome it's just not who I am. I think I tried so hard to chase that mindset for mm. so long. Mm-hmm. I thought for sure I was going to, it was just going to click one day and it was just going to all fall into place. I was going to understand who, what I wanted to do and where I wanted to be. I don't, yeah. I don't know that I ever will. And it's so freeing to it like understand that and to understand That's that what I mean. you don't have to be labeled a certain way. You can be one way and another way and yes. you can kind of come to terms with like, Oh, how am I like this? How am I like that? Why have why has this been said about me? Why am I thinking this about myself now? And it's just like freeing to understand that I can be all of those things. That's right? twenty six, you know? baby. Yeah, that's yeah. twenty six. That's twenty six. <laughs> it just clicks. There's something so peaceful about understanding. Maybe I was that way when I was younger. You know, my family when they say things like, "Oh, I'm sassy. I'm right. opinionated. I am. I mean, I can be sassy." Right. But truly, into my core, no, I'm right. not. I'm very easygoing. I don't like being mean to anyone or sassy. But it's just so interesting 
-hmm. to say, or I think this could be either or, to accept that maybe that's the way you're perceived, but Mm -hmm. that's not who you are. Right. Or understand what circumstances bring that out in you. Yeah. Exactly. When I'm being teased, I'm going to be sassy and and upset. But like when I'm with my friends who don't tease me like your brothers or family would, then like I'm not like that at all, you know? And and it can be like understanding better like what brings certain things out in you, which is great. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Absolutely. Yeah. Man. (laughs) I love having my brain be done. (laughs) I love that. We're yes. done cooking. I'm done with that. I don't, and, and I say that with, you know, knowing that I'm going to change my mind 20,000 more times in my life, which is great. I'm accepting that. But I am who I am. There's no chasing, you know, I'm not chasing anybody else. I'm not trying to be anybody else. Hmm. Yeah. And, and there, there are parts of myself that I want to work on. Duh. I don't love everything that much, mm-hmm. but I like myself a lot. Right. And that's really nice. Yeah. yeah, that's really good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it really just opens up being able to think about, I don't know, think about things. Think about yourself in not like a way that is like yeah. stressful or... It's so much more compassionate mm-hmm. on yourself, you know? And I feel, I was just going to say this, that you brought that up. I feel more compassionate to others. Mm, yeah. I feel like way more receptive to situations where maybe you don't see the best in a person at first... But man, do I, I have no idea what's happening in their life. Like, I yeah. have no idea what's going on. It was a brief moment of, mm, that was kind of rude or that was mm-hmm. weird. Um, I don't hold it against anybody, you know, mm-hmm. unless you're like hurting me or my dog. Like, I don't sure. Care, you know? <laughs> sure. But I feel my relationships got stronger as mm-hmm. I became more sure of myself, or I shouldn't say sure, but. So I liked myself more. Yeah. Um, my relationships got so much better. Mm-hmm. So much better. I have a stronger bond with the people in my life than I have. Because you can be more focused on other people. You know, Absolutely. like I just feel like for so long, Absolutely. like you're just so obsessed with like how am I being perceived right now? Or like if I say this, will this sound right? Or like, you know, you're just so focused on yeah. yourself. But it's like, once you can kind of be like, all right, I can put myself aside. Like, I think she's all good for right now, yeah. you know? Then you can finally start, like, really seeing people in a more, just a better better light, I guess. Absolutely. I, I find myself <clears throat> happier for other people more often now. Yeah. yeah. Which, oh man, it's such a gross, icky feeling to be jealous or to be envious or to feel like, why do they have that and I don't? Which I was a very jealous, like envious person. Maybe not outwardly, but inwardly I was like, I could be doing that. Why am I not doing that? And just mm-hmm. comparison. Mm-hmm. Comparison. Whew, they say comparison is the thief of joy. I'll tell you what. Did I not just say that? Yeah. Was that on an episode? That's or been that like coming up life? a lot lately, actually. Maybe. I'll tell you what. I know. Mm-hmm. That is horrendous. It yeah. is so icky to compare yourself to whatever anyone else is doing. Absolutely. I've, I've had to or think even a lot comparing about that lately. Yeah. Even comparing yourself to past versions of oh yourself. Oh my gosh. Ugh. I just right? I had that issue. <laughs> wow. <laughs> <laughs> wow, let's talk about that. Um I had that issue thinking, you know, about my weight or mm-hmm. the way I looked. Right. I was 18. I was 19. I, know. I was 20. I'm like we said, I'm done cooking now. Mm-hmm. I, I may never look like that again. There, She's gone. Mm-hmm. I just want to be happy with who I am now. Mm-hmm. You know? Right. And there's something so peaceful about that. Yeah. So, you know, maybe yeah. previous me had, I felt or looked a certain way. So I thought that other people perceived me that way. Mm-hmm. But internally, I was so damaged. I mm-hmm. was the most insecure I've ever been. Yeah. So it's just interesting to think about yourself yeah. yeah, in that light. And yeah. it's great that now when we're in this era where we are done cooking and can think about things that it is such like a, it's a totally different world than like say our moms were in when they were our age. Absolutely. They didn't get to think about things in this way. As far as I would say what you were saying, like body image goes. Yeah. yeah. Like we're here and we're like, oh my gosh, we can 
be who we are and this is how bodies work mm-hmm. they get bigger how, when yeah. they get this age because yeah. they need to because and then yeah. you don't need to starve yourself you right. know this and that and like i just it makes yeah. me sad honestly it, it does it makes me really sad and also my mom had uh, almost two babies by my age right right that is crazy. That is not something that I had to think about, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, of course my mom's body changed. And I just think about how hard she was on herself mm-hmm. after giving birth, for one. Mm-hmm. And then the culture and society around her not accepting any of that. Yeah. Not accepting that. Man, a woman just had two babies in her early 20s. And yeah, okay, she doesn't look like so-and-so on the front of a magazine, Mm -hmm. but wow, we were so cruel. We are cruel. We are Mm -hmm. still cruel. There are a lot of cruel people out there, but there's a lot of grace out there now, too, that I don't Mm -hmm. think our parents saw Mm -hmm. with almost everything, virtually everything. I think, you know call us snowflakes but that's what i am i'm a freaking snowflake i'm sorry i don't know actually i'm not sorry i'm not i'm a snowflake but yeah i think about that stuff a lot comparing yourself to previous images i also do think about my mom a lot i think about what she went through and how her life was because that's the person you look up to right like you Mm -hmm. you compare your first comparison is your mom Mm -hmm. right at least for me it was. That's not for everybody, but... Yeah, it's true. The first person you compare yourself, for me, was my mom. Right. Definitely. So, yeah. And totally different paths. And hard, like, the way... So, the first person you compare yourself to is your mom, and the way that they speak about themselves when oh, you are... absolutely. ...young is hard, because then that's what's, like, ingrained in your brain. You think it's mm-hmm. okay think to about. talk about right. yourself like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Which, as an adult, I've had so many great conversations with my mom about that kind of thing. And the the truth is, she had no idea. She had no idea that that would affect me in a way, um, the way she talked about herself, because she was talking about herself, mm-hmm. right? You know? So how was she, she wasn't going to say... I know. It's like, I would never have just come to that conclusion on my own right. without some blog post or YouTube video saying, like, Hey, by the way, you may have a bit. You may have been harmed by the way that your mom talked about herself. It's like, you, you know, I would have, and I don't blame her. Like, how would she, how was she gonna know? Everybody right. was talking about themselves that way. It was Absolutely. accepted. It was just how it was. And even when I know it's a harmful thing to do, sometimes it slips out because mm-hmm. we're just it's so ingrained into how women have conversations. Absolutely. To talk yeah. about your diet or to talk about how you look or to yeah. talk about what you bought or something, you know, it's yeah. just so ingrained in to how we communicate and operate. I yeah. think what's extra hard about our generation is that, so we see this is bad. We, we can't talk to our daughters like this, this and that. And hopefully our daughters can grow up in a time where they don't even think that when they look in the mirror, but like for us, or at least for me, mm-hmm. it's like still there. Yeah. I mean, it I will always be there. Right. I think it's less than our parents because there is this whole just body positive movement and like, yeah. oh, I look great. It does yeah. like, it, you know, certain things don't For bother sure. you the way that I'm sure they did a generation ago, but hopefully we can keep moving forward with that a little bit more mm-hmm. each generation, Absolutely. you know? Absolutely. Yeah. And even just like talking about how you may be struggling in a healthier setting, whereas like it felt mm-hmm. like back then if you were struggling with mm-hmm. your weight, or something. The or only mental health. Mental health. Anything. The only place you're going to be able to go is like Weight Watchers. Weight Watchers. Yes. Other than that, or... just like keep it in the back of your head and don't talk about, about mm-hmm. it to anybody. Right. You know, whereas now it's like, I feel totally comfortable texting you or just being like, ooh, hate myself today. Yeah. You're like, shut yeah. up. Yeah. And you're like, okay, great. Yeah. Literally. And that's, that's the other thing we can say, I'm having a really bad day today. Yeah. I feel really poorly about myself mm-hmm. or I feel really poorly about this. I'm not having a good day. Whereas before, my mom had to come home, entertain three kids, and cook mm-hmm. dinner. And, um, you know... You weren't yeah. calling anybody up to She wasn't calling too. anybody. Who's she going to call? Like, you know, you don't talk about that with your friends. I had this conversation, like, recently. Oh, it was maybe a little while ago. But I was talking with Evan's mom and his aunt. And it was, like, a holiday. We're all together. And I was just... We were talking about, like, kids or something. And I was like, it's kind of crazy how way back in the day people lived in communities like you lived with your Mm -hmm. family and you got all of this knowledge generationally Mm -hmm. and I feel like for a time that kind of totally stopped so like you were really isolated 
and like you weren't asking right. for help and you weren't Definitely. asking for how did you do it as much and you weren't ingrained because you know you don't have the grandparents living there and the aunts there and all these questions and so I think for a time people were just so isolated and like yeah. had a hard time un- coping and understanding and like it would make it would like create divides and barriers and like I think now we're at a time where there is so much more open communication I think social media while it has so many bad things really helps that like it it helps open up doors for conversations and making us so comfortable talking about things like that and being like we're not going to be a generation where we can't ask for help and we can't all that kind of stuff I think that's I don't know I was thinking about it's interesting to think about how social media you can find someone who looks like you on social media Mm, guaranteed you can find someone who looks like you you can find someone who really will never forget the first time I saw some a content creator that I was like oh she's posting about size 12 and 14 I've never seen someone do that before literally and it changed it changed the way that I use social media. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And that's incredible. That's the best part of social media. The worst part is when you compare yourself to whatever it is mm-hmm. right, that's online. Right. And social media breaks are great. I also think that finding out who you are and how, yes, you can compare to this person, but it's never going to be a perfect match. Mm-hmm. Right. Your individuality. Right. Which I struggle with a lot. Sometimes I question my individuality. Like, do I like this or do I uh, like it because I saw it online? I just was thinking about that the other day. Because I remember, it was one of the, like, it was in high school. One of our friends, I don't remember who, what we were talking about, who we were talking about. But we were like, it might have been Elena saying, like, do I really like this or do I just like this because other people like it? Like, that was the gist of our conversation. (laughs) That's probably Elena. She always came in with those (laughs) those kind of questions. But I've been thinking about that recently and I'm like... Yes, both. Like, your life is just made up of everything that you see and right. around you, I you have, know? I'm going to be totally honest. I have never cared about that. I've oh never gosh, cared. Man. Literally, oh I'm gosh. like, I would prefer to be like, what do the most people have? Yeah. I want that. Huh. Like, the bag that I just got yeah. Yeah. as a gift. Like, I want the bag that is the most common staple classic bag I I don't want the one that's like oh this will be so unique like it'll be just mine no one else have it like literally that bag they recommend that you get your initials um monogrammed into it because so many people have that bag and I'm like yes absolutely but I was actually like I don't think I want my initials monogrammed I want it to look very classy I don't want it to be like just me I've never struggled with that I love that man I think about Okay, I'll, I'll get this, but ugh, what if everybody else has it? Like, and then, but that's also a form of like comparison, right? Right. Because you're still being like, but everyone else has that. I can't. I don't. I don't want to get that. I want to be different and cool and mysterious. I'm yeah. not different. I'm not cool. I'm not mysterious. I don't. I shouldn't care about that. I think all of those things. Your individuality comes from liking the things and relating to people because no matter what, there's going to be different. Right. Hmm. But like everything that you like is like a puzzle, like a, you know, whatever. You just like pull in different things you like from all over the place and it makes, that's what makes you you. It doesn't matter that everyone and their mom likes Mamma Mia. That is still a core part of my personality yeah. along with all the other things that like also, people you know, together. Because it's good. Also, you know what I just realized? The <laughs> only thing that I was like, I can, the only thing like, it's mine. No one else can like it was Robert Pattinson in Twilight. <laughs> He's mine. I was like, no, I'm only the only Team Edward person on this planet. You're all Team Jacob. Um, I am Team Edward. And I was, I like, was Team yes. Edward. No, I was Team mm, Jacob. You were probably Team Jacob. <laughs> <laughs> but did you read the books as many times as me? Like, I needed to. Maybe it was more of a competition thing than it was it for an win. individuality thing. But I was Team Jacob in the beginning. And See, then no, by the fake last. fan. <laughs> fake fan. <laughs> by the last. Like two movies, I was like, okay, I liked Edward. I was See, the core Jacob's thing there is you said yeah. movies, not books. So I did, I did say movies. <laughs> I was I did Jacob strictly books. for the way that Jacob looked in the movies. That's I, liked. I saw the first movie before I read the book. Mm-hmm. I saw the first movie and then I read all the books. But I, I'm not. I mean, I lo- I loved it. I had a poster, two posters, good in my bedroom. Good. I had three. I'm just- <laughs> <laughs> I had <those> two. <laughs> I had two posters in my bedroom. Loved it. Um, but that was another thing. I was like, my mom would take me to go see Twilight, and I'd be like drooling in my seat. And she would be like, what? 
what is happening here? Like, what, <laughs> what is, it's like hysteria, mass hysteria. I mean, I, I just listened to a podcast about mass hysteria and it was really funny, but also really sad. Mm. Mass hysteria isn't great. Um, there is like this trends, like everybody's crazy about it. And then, but I also think about this, not everybody would be crazy about it if it didn't have some type of value to something. Right. Like the Stanley Cup? Literally, mm-hmm. like the Stanley Cup. Like the water bottles. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you what. Nurses, specifically, are always ahead of the water bottle trend. Mm-hmm. Nurses, what are the nurses into right now? Um, A walla? Oh, yes! <laughs> I've been seeing that. I've been seeing that too. Oh. Yes! Yeah! It They're is probably about to be onto something different then if we're hearing about it now. That's true. Dang it! <laughs> I just got my on. Stanley Cup. Uh-huh. <laughs> Stanley Cup. Hockey. Yes. <laughs> the hockey championship. Uh-huh. Yeah. Right. Um, oh I'm, my gosh. That's I'm funny. A, what, how do you say it? Nalgene? Mm-hmm. A Nalgene ride or die. Or mm. a hydro flask. I do love hydro flask. That's, that's a Drew influence, though. Because mm. in Hawaii, hydro flask is the main, the main water source. I have a source. Yeti as well that I really like. When I bought my Yeti, I told Evan, I was like... I will never put a sticker on this because this is the water bottle to end water bottles. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Cut been, to you. I haven't drank out of it. <laughs> I haven't drank out of it in a long time. Yeah. I still like that water bottle. I think it's a very good water <laughs> yeah. bottle. But that's yeah. hilarious. I love stickers all over anything. Individuality. I, oh, there it is. There it is. I'll put stickers on everything, which I get why people don't. But buying things are like a little item of change. Like how we're yeah. saying like change is good. Like it helps you to feel good Absolutely. and feel like a new leaf has turned. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes I think buying things can be that, like a water bottle. True. Yeah. That or, is true. Yeah. Water. I listened to the episode where you guys were talking about water bottles and um, I agree. I Such buy riveting water podcast bottle. content. <laughs> I buy a water bottle with the intention that I'm going to drink so much water now right it's going to change my life yeah. truly and then i use it for about a month yeah and then i stop i stop drinking so much water but that's besides the point right it does help you for a moment it does yeah. and that that is worth something that's something yeah. that's something that absolutely worth i recently something. made a really good purchase and it was ab- actually abby's influence <gasps> that got me it so we went to an antique shop and we made a purchase and then she's let, they're like, oh, okay, you want me to bag this up for you? And she's like, oh no, hold on. And she was just wearing like a tiny like strap bag or something. So I'm like, what are you doing? Like whatever. It was like a bigger thing that she got. And she pulled out <laughs> her bagu bag, like reusable mm. bag. Mm-hmm. And it's like folds up into a little pouch thing. So she opened it up. It opened up into a really big bag. It's a huge Like bag. I was surprised at how big it was. Yeah, that's cool. And I was like, Oh my gosh, I need that because I always, I have a bunch of reusable bags and they're all yeah. in my closet and I never remember to bring them to the store. So I ordered one that day and I've used it a few times since then and it has been so convenient. Ooh. I love it. I actually ordered a second one because I think that two would be like a perfect amount for like grocery shopping. Yeah. I keep two to three bagus on me at all times. Wow. In my bag. In my bagu bag. So bag-o I have bag-o. a bagu crescent bag. And I keep my two to three reusable shopping bags in my bag of crescent bag. I, okay, well in LA, this is a little different. In LA, California specifically, they charge for bags. Mm-hmm. So you really should just bring your own bag. They do in Chicago as well. It's like yes. seven cents yeah. bag. It's, it's something like that. And I, so I got used to it, I think in Chicago. I think it was mm-hmm. still living there when they changed it. And we would sometimes bring bags and sometimes be like, ah, whatever, like, just use it. And now that I have these bagu bags, I'm so so much more inclined because what do I do with those plastic bags? Nothing. Mm-hmm. I just throw them away, which is so wasteful. Or I use them as garbage bags in my little in my little garbage cans. Mm-hmm. But regardless, they end up getting wasted. So I started using bagu. Dr. Drew's sister was the first person to get me a bagu as a gift, and um, I've never looked back. We were just saying that'd be like the perfect gift. They're like fourteen bucks. Yeah, oh, but they're perfect. so cute. Lots of pretty patterns. So like, many patterns. It's just a good. Gift. And they come out with new stuff all the time. It's it's the best. I love bagu, and they're washable. Mm-hmm. So my crescent bag is washable. I can just fold it up, throw it in the wash, and That's then air nice. dry it, and I don't have to worry about it. It's so sturdy. And then I have um, a work bag from bagu as well, and it's perfect. 
I mean, I travel with it. It's like a carry-on bag where you can, mm-hmm. like, put your laptop. It fits everything. And I love Bagu because it tells you what it can fit. So hmm. it shows you options. Like, it fits a 14-inch laptop. It fits one a 10-inch laptop. They have different sizes for everything. So, Bagu! You can use code <laughs> OCO. That was OCO our... OCO 20. That was our ad. At checkout. <laughs> yeah, I wish. We should we should call them up. Oh, God. Just call wish. Taylor up. <laughs> Love it. Well, this has been really fun. Yes. I had a good time. Oh, yeah. This Thank has been a dream. We've been talking me. about having you on for forever. I love so that. So it's been a dream to, to <laughs> chat. Great. And I feel like we just touched the surface of what we could get we into did. with oh, yeah. you as our guest. I, 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 could, I could, we could gab all night. Mm-hmm. I would be fine with that. Um, and we'll I'm probably sure keep talking We'll keep talking because we got some pizza to eat. Yeah. So. Love it. Well, thanks for listening, everybody. Be sure to like our podcast on Spotify, share it with a friend, follow us on Instagram, mm-hmm. and we'll chat very soon. Chat soon, bros. <laughs> <Bye. laughs>